I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. The Sports Betting Network. It's hour number three of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. And this being said, everyone in the continental 48 states is now sitting on Saturday as well. So that is always a good feeling. And we're going to be looking through as many games as humanly possible for this Saturday. And we're going to be giving you guys a wide variety of things. We're going to be looking at some college basketball. We're going to be going with a team that started out at number one in college basketball here in the first segment. Also going to be looking at... A little bit of NFL as well. You've got one game that is still remaining on this NFL card. As we know, you were supposed to be getting the Cleveland Browns game, but that has been pushed back to Tuesday. So we've got a little bit of moving parts there. Actually, I should correct myself. The Cleveland Browns versus the Las Vegas Raiders game. That is for Monday. You've actually got Seattle versus the Rams and Washington versus Philadelphia. That's not going to be going down on Tuesday. So Got a lot of moving parts when it comes to the NFL there. Fortunately, when it comes to the Patriots versus Colts game, not a lot of COVID-19 protocol information there that is needed. So it's going to be very helpful. But how about if we wind up starting with the first college basketball game and also going to be lumping in there a little bit of bowl action as well. So we're going to be starting out with a big one out there on the hardwood as we go to 609, 610 on the main board. Texas Tech going to be playing against Gonzaga. This is going to be from Footprint Center. We are out there in Arizona. We got Gonzaga find themselves as an eight and a half point favorite, pretty much all across the board. Open up as an eight point favorite. And your trial game is anywhere between 145 and a half and 146 and a half. In terms of sheer talent and talent alone, 
I still think Gonzaga is probably the number one team in all of college basketball. Now, I think that that divide is a little bit less than I thought it was at the beginning of the season. But if you're looking at your talent, Gonzaga is there. Now, they need to lock things down a little bit more when it comes to backcourt. This is not a great three-point shooting team. They shoot, as a collective, about 33% from three-point range. But what they have is a team that should be able to just manhandle Texas Tech down low. You've got Drew Timmy along Chet Holmgren. Both of these guys are able to give you both right in the neighborhood of about eight to eight and a half rebounds per game with Holmgren nearly four blocks per game. He is absolutely tenacious on that side of things. And Drew Timmy is a little bit more of a scorer with 18 and a half points per game. Meanwhile, you take a look at Texas Tech and they do have one of the stars from Oral Roberts Sweet 16 run out there in the front court for this team. That'd be Kevin O'Banner, six foot seven combo player who's been able to shoot right around 84% at the free throw line, 35.5% from three-point range with 9.5 points, 4.5 rebounds per game. So he's able to do a nice job. And I do like the backcourt of this Texas Tech team. Taryn Shannon, Kevin McCuller, both give you 14.3 points per game. McCuller, a little bit more of a sad sheet suffer with 6.5 rebounds, right around 1.4 steals, 3.5 assists. So he does a good job there. And Malik Wilson has been able to do a nice job of being a little bit more of a mixer and shaker, a little bit of a glue guy for this team. He only gives the team right around four points, but also three assists per game. So I do like what he's able to bring to the table for this team. But I do take a look at the Sexus Sex Munch, and I do think that they're going to have a very tough time down low. And Andrew Nemard, I think we all forget that this is a guy that, while he was out there in the SEC a few years ago, was averaging right around five assists per game. Thus far this season, the scoring has been a little bit rough for him. He's actually scoring less than he did last season. He's scored six points or fewer in three out of the team's last four games. I do think that he's going to be able to get it going. This is a guy that throughout his career has been about a 32, 33% three-point share. He's only shooting about 26.5% this season. So I do think that he's going to be able to pick it up from that aspect. But I think that Regier Bolton is a real X-factor for this Texas Tech bunch, or a for Gonzaga. He's been able to give the team 11.5 points per game shooting over 40% from three-point range. I think that he's going to give the Bulldogs what they need on the outside. And with Gonzaga, I do wind up saying them as a 10-point favorite. I just think that they're the more talented team in this spot. This is a game of which it is going to be about as neutral as it gets because I would say that you're going to have a couple more Gonzaga fans travel to Arizona than Texas Tech fans, but with this game being at 10 a.m. Pacific, that is noon Eastern for Texas Tech. They've got a little bit of an advantage when it comes to body clock, so I think that it's really interesting to take a look at that. And when it comes to the total, I do think that Gonzaga going to be able to kick it up tempo. I set this total more on 154 personally, so I'm taking a look at an over in this spot, and I'm going to be taking a look at Gonzaga laying the points. That's a marquee college basketball game. Now let's go with a marquee NFL game. Well, we were supposed to get two NFL games on this. Saturday, but instead we're going to be only getting one, so that means more looking at the NFL on the Sunday edition of this show, but we've got to go with this Patriots versus Colts game here as well. You've got the Colts finding themselves as a two-point favorite, and your total on this game is 45. We have obviously seen a flip of favorites in this game, which I find to be the correct move in my opinion. I do think that the Colts should be able to cover this game. I'd be willing to lay up to pretty much a three in this game. If you wind up seeing a three flat, then I would certainly be a little bit more tepid. So you want to be getting a two slash a two and a half right now if you fear that this might wind up going up. But I think it's going to be the real X factor in this game for the Colts is Jonathan Taylor. I mean, all that this guy has done, 16 touchdowns. He has really been racking it up on the ground. He leads the NFL with 1,348 yards. Does a good job of being able to catch it out of the backfield as well. All right, 36 catches. That takes the pressure off of Carson Wentz a little bit. You saw Wentz at the beginning of the season be a little bit tense, but it seems like he's really been able to find his rhythm with this offense. And he's been able to cut down on the turnovers as well. We all talk about these guys with regards to MVP odds. 
I mean, Carson Wentz, I don't think should be there just because you do have Jonathan Taylor, who I think might be a little bit more deserving. But you take a look at Carson Wentz. He's thrown an interception just one out of his last five games. He did wind up having two in that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but he's been very steady. He's been very controlled when it comes to this team. He's completing 63.5% of his passes, so he has really been able to rein it in from that aspect. And he's been doing it with a receiving core that has been a little bit banged up this year as well. Not being able to have T.Y. Hilton out there for much of the season certainly is a little bit of a damper for them, but he's been able to do a great job of being able to hook up with Michael Pittman Jr. And then you do take a look at this New England Patriots team, and it has been very impressive what we have seen from them recently. This is one of the better coaching jobs, in my opinion, from Bill Belichick. And that guy has some pretty good coaching jobs, but I mean, the Mac attack, Mac Jones, he's been doing a nice job of not getting outside of himself, completing 70% of his passes, 16 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. He is sort of like the guy that you wind up seeing at your favorite restaurant. You wind up having the chef do everything all masterful, and then you wind up giving out to the waiter, and sometimes the waiter has to be a little bit versatile, clean up tables and everything like that, but they just wind up serving up the food. They wind up making sure that everything is all being taken care of in an orderly fashion, that the chef has done their job, and right now he's been able to do it very well. Bold prediction, I think he winds up throwing more than three passes that he wound up doing against the Buffalo Bills about two weeks ago. So, I mean, we're going to go out on a limb there. But when it comes to this New England Patriots team, I think that they're going to be up against it trying to bottle up an Indianapolis Colts team that has really been the best over team in all of football. They've played out of their 13 games, eight of them to the over. And you're noticing it in the NFL, right around 56% of games thus far this season have wound up going under the total. But I do think that this is one that winds up getting a little bit more harebrained. Now, when it comes to the Patriots, the big thing for this team, the ground game. And they are dealing with Damian Harris being out in this game. Brandon Bolden has been dealing with a little bit of an injury as well. So you want to be checking in on his status because you've got to figure that if he's able to go, he's going to be in line for a lot of action in this game with having out of there Mr. Harris. So that is something that you certainly have got to be taking a look at because Harris, nine touchdowns already this season. Now for the Colts, you have to deal with a couple of injuries on their offensive line as well. But fortunately, we really don't have a whole lot of COVID-19 protocol information that we need to get into. So that is something that I am very thankful for personally because we have been noticing it with a lot of these games. And you do want to be just taking a look in general if there is anything that winds up popping up last minute because you just never know when it comes to these sorts of things. But as of right now, we've dodged quite a few bullets when it comes to this game. You also want to be noting this, and it's a little bit of a smaller thing, but it is something that you want to be noting if the game is very close. The fact that Nick Folk, the kicker of the Patriots, has been dealing with a little bit of an injury as well. He's dealing with a hurt knee, and if you wind up having Nick Folk not be able to go out there, that is going to hurt the team a little bit as well because you're probably going to have a replacement kicker that's not necessarily as good if he winds up kicking in-game and he can't wind up kicking anymore. Then you got Jake Bailey as well, probably the punter having to play kicker or you wind up having like an Ocho Cinco situation that we saw back in the day. And when you're in a tie game and your kicker is insert wide receiver, used to be a kicker in high school here, that is not necessarily what you want. So it is a very small aspect of it, but... I always think something that you want to be taking into account. And with everything that has been given, especially with the injury to Harris, I do think that the Colts should be able to cover this game. And even with Harris injured, I do think that the Patriots are going to be able to move the ball on a Colts defense that has been very hit or miss this year with the Colts. They've been playing much better recently. They wind up shutting out the Houston Texans, but I think that we would both agree. The Houston Texans, 
Not necessarily lighting it up with regards to their offense, but I do take a look at this Colts defense, and I do like what I've seen out of Darius Leonard. He was just so good as a rookie. He's been able to really transform himself as one of the best defensive players in all of football. Wound up being a little bit injured towards the beginning part of the season. Now he's good to go. You wound up seeing a couple injuries out there in the secondary as well, but it seems like all these guys should be relatively good to go aside from the guys that we, we already knew were out on injured reserve like Nick Nelson and company. And what I think is going to be critical as well, DeForest Buckner and Quiddy Pay. These guys up there up front being able to wreak a little bit of havoc with Pay. He's someone that I was just expecting a little bit more from coming into the year. I thought that he would be a little bit of a defensive of the year dark horse or defensive rookie of the year dark horse. He has not been that to this point. Meanwhile, DeForest Buckner, he's been a little bit banged up himself. He's been able to play a little bit better in recent weeks as well. So I do think that the Colts should be able to get the job done. I'm willing to lay the two year. And with regards to the total, I'll be looking at an over, like the Colts a little bit more than the over, but certainly do like both that are on the card for today. When it comes to college football as well, We've got to be taking a look at some of these games. You're not going to be finding any totals of 45 when it comes to college football. But with that said, you do have an interesting game that is going to be going down with Liberty versus Eastern Michigan. The Lending Tree Bowl as right now you've got Liberty finding themselves right around a 9.5 point favorite in a lot of spots. And when it comes to this total, you're finding it at a 58. And I think that this is the first segment I have ever done that we went college football, college football, or college basketball, college football, and the NFL on the same segment. But with that said, Liberty finding themselves nine and a half point favor with a total of 58. We're going to be picking up with this on the other side. Going to be going bowling here with regards to this. And I do think that you've got a little bit of value here with this favorite. That is going to be coming up next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, as we are scouring all the sports today right here on the show. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Today's episode of the Ron Slider Racing Pod features Eclipse Award winner John Scheinman, who discusses his new book, Val Harbor Blues. Celebrity interviewer Brian Blanks is going to be talking about what happens when red carpets and horse racing come together. And the South Point's Chris Andrew handicaps this weekend's races. Don't forget to subscribe on iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you are podcasting, you're able to download it as well at vcim.com slash podcast and the Rod Slider Racing Pod that is sponsored by First Bet. As we are back here in lovely Las Vegas, as it is the Greg Peterson experience, more specifically, we're out here at Circa and we're going bowling right now. We're taking a look at the Lending Tree Bowl as we've got Liberty and the Flames are going to be taking on Eastern Michigan. And I do think that this is a good spot for Liberty. I don't typically like to take too chalky of favorites when it comes to a lot of these bowl games, but we have seen Liberty bet up from about a 7.5 point favorite on the open. We're seeing them more around a 9 right now. We're seeing a couple straight 10s be able to pop up as well. So obviously, if you like Liberty like I do, you want to be trying to grab a 9.5 if at all possible, but when it comes to Liberty, I just think that this team just flat out has a little bit more talent. They wanted playing a very difficult schedule. Meanwhile, you've got an Eastern Michigan team that the defense just has been very interesting with this team to say the least. They're giving up over 197 yards on the ground. Now, they wind up playing out there in the back. A Mac in which defense is very optional. You can insert this for college football. You're able to insert this for college basketball. Heck, I wouldn't doubt it if you're able to insert this when it comes to, like, water polo or something like that. But when it comes to Liberty, I think that they're going to be able to do a great job of being able to control this game because you've got a guy, Malik Willis, who just does it all when it comes to this team. 820 rushing yards, nearly 2,600 yards through the air, a combined 35 touchdowns. So he is such a good dual threat. He is going to be really a guy that I'm sure that NFL scouts are going to be watching out for in this game as well. And then when it comes to Eastern Michigan, this is a team that they don't necessarily move the ball too well on the ground, and that's the main kryptonite of Liberty. Liberty has given up over 141 yards on the ground, but only about 174 yards through the air. So I think that that is something that is really going to be hurting Eastern Michigan in this spot. You've got Ben Bryant, who has been able to do a solid job when it comes to Eastern Michigan of not turning the ball over. He wound up having just two interceptions in the team's final five weeks, but also a guy that can be a little bit mundane. He wound up having a pair of good performances against Ohio and Toledo, but really past that, he hasn't necessarily done a ton for this team this season. And then when you take a look at the ground game in general, Eastern Michigan has had a little bit of a tough time being able to get it going, being able to find that feature back. They wound up giving up right around 28 points per game themselves. So that is something that I think is going to come back and is really going to bite them big time 
what I think is going to be so key for Eastern Michigan is that you do have Juwan Hamilton. He's averaging a little bit over six yards per carry, but he wound up having just one carry in that Central Michigan game, so he's a little bit in question. I would think that he should be good to go in this one, but you want to be checking in on the status of he and just pretty much anyone that winds up having any sort of question as well because we know that opt-outs are big when it comes to bowl season as well, which is why we do have the VEASAN bull betting guide over here at Visa to be able to help you out, but when it comes to Liberty, I think that they should be able to control this game on the ground. I think that that is going to lead to them being able to cover this number. And I do like the over in this spot as well. Liberty, it's been relatively solid on defense, but they do leave a little bit of something to be desired with that aspect of, well, Eastern Michigan has been in just a whole bunch of high-scoring shootouts in the MAC as well. So I think that you've got good value here with the over of 58.5 along with Liberty laying the points. How about if we go with a team that is ranked that is going to be doing battle on this Saturday. We've got Louisiana and Marshall. Louisiana is finding themselves as a slight favorite in this spot. You're finding them in a lot of spots right around a four, and you're going to be getting this total right around about a 55 and a half in a lot of places. And when it comes to Louisiana, this is a team that comes in having won 12 straight games. So they have been very impressive. And you've got a Marshall team that they want to going 7-5 out there in Conference USA. Now, sometimes the record can be very deceiving, and it can wind up throwing you for a little bit of a loop, but I do think that Levi Lewis is going to be able to have his way when it comes to this Marshall defense. With Lewis, he does a good job of not turning the ball over. He has thrown just four interceptions this season, has not thrown an interception since November 4th, so that is going to be highly critical. Not a guy that is necessarily going to go out there and air for like 300 yards per game. This is a Louisiana team that they do a good job of being able to keep things on the ground, but when it comes to this Marshall team, you just take a look at how they stack up on defense, and I do have my question marks with them because when it comes to this Marshall team, they are giving up right around 189 yards on the ground, and I just mentioned it with Louisiana and the fact that you've got a bunch of guys that are able to run the ball, a bunch of guys that just provide a wide variety of different things. You've got Always sort of like the fire and ice combos. And you've got that with Montreal Johnson along with Chris Smith. A duo that wanted combining for 11 touchdowns. Both of these guys average five and a half yards per carry. You're able to throw in there Imani Bailey, who wanted rushing for about 550 yards as well, a little bit over six yards per carry. So you just wind up getting in in doses. Bailey was more the headliner when the team wanted playing against Appalachian State in that Sunbelt title game, wound up having over 100 yards in that game. So Marshall is going to have its hands full. They already stink at being able to control the ground. Now they're having to go up against one of the best pure rush offenses in all of college football. When it comes to Marshall, what is going to be really critical for them to be able to hold in this game, being able to reduce turnovers. Because with Grant Wells, he has thrown for 12 interceptions already this season. Now, he did a better job towards back half of the season. He wound up throwing just one interception in the team's last three games. So he was able to do a good job of being able to cut down towards the back half of the season. But with that said, this is also a guy that has been not necessarily the most mobile, not a guy that necessarily adds a lot to his offense. And he's going up against a Louisiana defense that they themselves have been very good at being able to bottle up the aerial attack as well. Both of these teams are actually relatively solid at being able to contain the air game as well. So that is something that you want to be watching out for when it comes to Marshall. They don't necessarily do as good of a job on the ground, but they do have one more feature back. That'd be Rasheen Ali. Ali has been able to rush for about five and a half yards per carry. And you take a look at his stats, and he's been able to do a masterful job recently, at least 90 yards in four of the team's last five games. He wound up having a combined eight touchdowns in the last five games. So I do think that this is a very precarious total because at 55 and a half, it does seem a little bit too low in the spot. So I take a look at it, and I default to an over as well. You do wind up seeing these bowl games oftentimes get very, very harebrained. But 
When it comes to Louisiana, I think that you got a lot of value here when it comes to the team. They do exactly what Marshall just is not able to do. They run the ball very well. Meanwhile, Marshall, they do not contain the ground game very well. I think that this is a game in which you're going to see both of these teams wind up scoring just a oodle of points. So it's a situation which I'm going to be taking a look at and over. And when it comes to Louisiana, very willing to lay a four in this spot. So we're going to be looking to lay the points and we're going to be taking a look at and over. And that is going to be one of the more interesting bowl games that we're going to be seeing. But now we've got to head back a little bit more to college basketball because we've hit on all the bowl games that we're going to be seeing on Saturday and just throughout the entirety of the show the next few weeks. We're going to be hitting on all these bowl games as they wind up coming about. But we do have to take a look at what we've got with regards to ranked teams in college basketball as well. This is going to be a very intriguing one as you've got USC versus Georgia Tech with USC finding themselves as about an eight-point favorite, depending on where you look. I'm seeing a couple seven and a half out there as well. And when it comes to what we've been able to see out of USC, it's been a team that's really been relying upon Isaiah Mosley. He may recall his brother Evan Mobley. He was able to do an absolutely terrific job for the team last season. And by the way, this is 637, 688 on the betting board. This is going to be a part of sort of that Arizona series. It's going to be a part of what we're seeing with the Gonzaga versus Texas Tech game. List goes on and on. But when it comes to this USC bunch, my big trepidation with laying this big of a number free throw shooting. Because with Mobley, he's a 7-footer that's able to shoot in the high 30s from 3-point range. He gives you 9 rebounds. He gives you 15 points per game. Free throws. So at the end of a game, if it winds being like the bookmakers have thrown out there a line of 8, if this Georgia Tech team is down by 8 points with a minute left to go, you know what they're doing. They're hacking. And you know what UCC does? They shoot 57% at the free throw line. They are in the bottom 15 in all of college basketball in that aspect. And Georgia Tech, they've got the best guard out there on the floor. That would be Michael DeVoe. He shoots over 50% from three-point range in terms of players that are most critical to their teams. I put him in the top 10 in all of college basketball. You can make an argument for someone like a Max Aismith. I feel like Johnny Davis now, when it comes to Wisconsin, you're able to make a little bit of an argument there. Pat Baldwin Jr. at UW-Milwaukee, just because there's nobody else for that UW-Milwaukee team other than Pat Baldwin Jr., but... When it comes down to it, for George Tech, I think that he's going to be a little bit of a difference maker for the team. You're going to need Rodney Hour and Jordan Usher to be able to do a good job on the glass. These two guys are combining for 13 rebounds per game. Depth is a little bit of an issue for Georgia Tech. Not so much one for USC. USC has a guy in Ethan Anderson who's been able to dish out right around three assists per game. you got a guy in Drew Peterson that's able to shoot in the high 30s from three-point range. He's able to give you right around 10.5 points per game. Boogie Ellis has come in has been able to do a relatively solid job. And this is a USC team that, as a collective, they do shoot in the high 30s from three-point range, so you're able to feel very secure there. But when it comes down to it, for this USC bunch, I just think that when you wind up having a team that shoots 57% of the free throw line and they have to lock down a guy like Michael DeVoe, that is just not something that you want to be taking any part of. Jeff has good one. He also does a good job down low for this USC team. He's able to give you right around seven rebounds per game. But when it comes to blocks, I was expecting maybe a little bit more from USC. I do think that they should be able to win this game outright. So it's not like I'm going to be advising Georgia Tech on the money line in this spot as I wanted saying Georgia Tech more on a 7 to seven half point underdog. But I do think that due to USC... Being a more controlled team, a team that's able to do relatively solid work down low as well, that they are going to be able to keep this game a little bit slower, set this all at 133.5, and made USC a 7.5 point favorite. Going to be taking a little bit more of a look at both the NBA and college basketball, so all forms of basketball next, right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. You're 
experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The college bowl season has started, and VSIN has you covered with our new VSIN bowl betting guide. Get matchup analysis on every single one of these bowl games, including insights, trends, data, and predictions. For you to be able to make your best bets, whether you're betting on every single game, playing contests, or just want to find a couple of key high-value props, the VEASAN Bowl Betting Guide can give you that edge that you need to be able to cash those tickets. Get your digital copy today for only $19.99 as at VEASAN.com slash bowl guide. We're back here in Las Vegas for the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Peterson. And it is very interesting what we've got on this Saturday because we've got a couple NBA games, but... The problem with trying to take a look at some of the NBA games right now is that you're finding that DraftKings and like one or two other straight books have lines out for these games at really no place else. We're finding with all the health and safety protocols with regards to the NBA, it is making things a little bit murkier. We are able to give you one preview though. This is one that is available in most books. Rest of these games, you just don't have a whole lot of lot, so we're going to be hitting on more college basketball in the other part of this segment. But you've got Washington versus Utah with the Jazz. You find them anywhere between a 10.5 to an 11-point favorite, and your total on this game is 220.5. Certainly has been interesting to take a look at this Utah Jazz team because I've been very bullish on them the last few seasons. This is not your father's Utah Jazz team because you've got so many explosive scores headlined by Donovan Spider-Mitchell, but obviously this is a team that they're able to do it on defense as well with Rudy Gobert just being a human rebounding machine. And then when it comes to what you're able to get on the flip side for this Washington Wizards team, talk about a team that started off fast and has been, shall we say, flailing a little bit as they have now lost four straight games. And if you want to go back a little bit further, seven out of their last eight Things were going very well for this team, and all of a sudden, things have went straight down the toilet. Now, a little bit of this is due to the competition that they're playing. Their last game was against the Suns. They wind up losing that one, but I think the bigger thing when it comes to the Washington Wizards is that they've been dealing with a couple backcourt injuries. That has been a little bit difficult for them. I know that Spencer Dinwiddie has missed a few games. He did not wind up suiting it up in that last game against the Phoenix Suns. So that is a little bit of an issue for this team. You've also been just having a team that's been relatively inconsistent on the glass as well. You have Montrezl Harrell do a nice job right around 14 and a half points, seven and a half rebounds. He's been one of your best sixth men in all the NBA. But that said, I do feel like you've been putting a little bit too much on Bradley Beal as well. And Beal is shooting just 28% from three-point range. This is typically one of the better sharpshooters they're able to find in the NBA, a guy that's really able to take things over. So that is a big, giant issue when it comes to this bunch for the Washington Wizards. It just feels like things have, for lack of a better term, teams have been able to figure them out. So that is certainly a big, giant issue when you take a look at that. Contavious Caldwell-Pope has seen a little bit of a dip in his production as well. He wound up having just nine points in the team's last game. And for Contavious Caldwell-Pope, you take a look at it. And he wound up having a goose egg about a week and a half ago when he wound up playing against, ironically enough, the Utah Jazz. In that game, the Jazz were able to take it by a count of 123 to 98. You've got, for the Utah Jazz, just so many guys they were able to look to for a little bit of help along with Donovan Mitchell because someone like a Mike Connolly is sort of a been-there-done-that sort of guy. So remember when he wound up having that ridiculous streak of games without missing one, and he's someone that you know what you're going to be able to get out of him night in and night out. Jordan Clarkson is a good ancillary piece for this team as well. 
Even someone like an Hassan Whiteside, who I know has been dealing with a little bit of an injury, he wound up coming back a few nights ago. He's able to give the team a little bit of added rebounding as well. You just take a look at the sheer depth of Utah. I think that they're going to be able to take it to a Washington team that all of a sudden things have become a little bit more murky for them. So I do think that you've got some solid value here with the Jazz. If anything, I'd be looking to lay 11 before I'd be willing to take 11, though you know that the Washington Wizards are going to be a little bit ticked off after the last time these two teams wanted to play, which was about a week or so ago. The Utah Jazz were able to take that game by 25 on their home floor, but it's sort of one of those, I need to see the Washington Wizards look a little bit better before I'm able to bet on them at this point. And when it comes to the NBA as well, always try to take a look at in-game lines just because you do wind up seeing a whole bunch of runs when it comes to the NBA in general. So certainly something that I'd be taking a little bit more of a look at. And unfortunately, with a lot of these other games, like what we're going to be seeing with like Boston versus New York, Golden State Warriors versus the Toronto Raptors, you've got a lot of injury information that makes it very difficult. A lot of books out here in Las Vegas actually do not wind up posting overnight lines. I will say the credit to a lot of these books out there on the East Coast, a lot of them do wind up posting up these numbers. So that makes things a little bit more helpful. And obviously, we're going to be needing to gauge this Brooklyn Nets team a little bit more moving forward because of the news of Kyrie Irving trying to become a part-time player. So this is certainly going to be very fascinating to take a look at that team, both just on Saturday and moving forward. But with that said, we've got a lot more games in which everyone is listing numbers for, and that would be in the world of college basketball. And when it comes to college basketball, we've got ourselves a slate of right around 75 games as of right now, if you count out all the cancellations and you count just everything that has happened in general. But we've been taking a lot of a big look at a lot of these early games. How about if we take a look at a little bit of a game that's going to be going on later and a team that I feel like is catching a couple too many points, 699, 700 on the betting board. You've got Stone Cold Stephen F. Austin taking on Kansas. Kansas opened up a 22-point favorite. They have jumped. You're seeing them as high as a 24.5-point favorite, seeing a lot of 23.5s as well. And you're talking this game, finding it right around a 149.5 to a 150. And Kansas has been one of your better over teams in all of college basketball. You take a look at this Jayhawks bunch, and they have played 87.5% of their games that have actually been decided to the over because they played nine games, won those games. The total was a push, but seven and one in games that have not been pushed to the over. So that has been intriguing to see. And you've got a Steven F. Austin team that they looked very shaky at the beginning of the year. They wound up playing against LSU Alexandria along with Mary, Mary Harden Baylor, two non-D1 schools. They had a little bit of a tough time with both, but they've been able to shape themselves up a little bit. And when it comes to Steven F. Austin, I do think that they're going to be able to keep themselves within arm's reach. This is not a play in which I think that Steven F. Austin is going to be doing what they did two years ago and going to... Cameron Indoor, where they wanted winning outright. I don't think that they're going to be able to do that at the fog, but I do think that you're catching a couple too many points here with Steven F. Austin because the big thing with the Lumberjacks is that they generate steals. This is a team that they are one of the best at being able to do so. Now, they themselves commit over 15 turnovers per game. So I do think that you are going to see that up-tempo style. I think that you're going to see things get a little bit sloppier. When it comes to Kansas, you've got a team in which they do a relatively solid job of being able to take care of the ball. You've got out there in the backcourt, Rami Martin, along with Oshay Ogbaji. Ogbaji has been playing like an All-American, by the way. I know about 22.5 points, shooting 49% for three-point range, and his on-ball defending is second to very few in college basketball. Meanwhile, Rami Martin seen a little bit of a dip in his production, but he's been able to do a good job of being able to adapt to his role. 38.5% three-point shooting, 10.5 points, three assists, so he's been able to do a nice job there. And then it's sort of been mixing and matching down low for this. Jay Alex team, you wound up seeing David McCormick 
get off to a little bit of a rough start to the year, but he's had a pair of games in which he's had 10 plus rebounds in the team's last four. So he's looked a little bit better there. What is going to be key for the Steve Duff Austin team being able to hold in this game? Someone like a Roddy Ware, who's been able to shoot a little bit over 40% from three. He's able to give the team double digits. Gavin Kensmeal is really a guy that does a lot down low for the team. 16 points, seven and a half rebounds per game. And then David Keckel Reese has been able to give you 4.6 assists per game. Another guy that chips in there 11 and a half points per game while shooting darn near 40% from three point range as well. So you've got a lot of guys for Steve Duff Austin that are able to hit shots from the outside. Kansas, they've been able to do a good job of being able to defend a little bit more inside. But when it comes to this Kansas defense, it has left a little bit of something to be desired this year, which I do think is something that is worth noting because with Kansas, you take a look at them in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. A little bit of this is based on the competition that they play, but they're 81st. So that is, in my opinion, a little bit of something that should be able to give the Stephen F. Austin team a bit of life. And when it comes to Kansas as well, because... With Stephen F. Austin, this is not a team that is necessarily looking to play on the inside as much. This is a team that they're looking to hit threes and they're looking to get run out layups. So they're looking to play in two styles there. Kansas, 94th with regards to three-point shooting defense. So I think that we've got a little bit too hefty of a line and it just keeps going up and up and up. So taking a look at the points with Stephen F. Austin, I think that Kansas is going to be holding true to their under-style stuff thus far this season. I want up saying this total more around about a 156, 157-ish. So here at 150, certainly going to be taking a look at an over, and I'm going to be taking a look at the points when it comes to good old Stone Cold Steve F. Austin. Another game I think is going to be really intriguing, St. Louis versus Auburn. This is 7-3, 7-4 on the betting board. You've got St. Louis, who finds themselves a six-point underdog, and your tallest game is 145.5. And, and with St. Louis, this team wound up being dealt a really bad hand at the beginning of the season. Their star player from last year, Javante Perkins, wanted being out for the season due to an injury that he wound up sustaining in a scrimmage. But when it comes to the Sovereign team, I am not there with them to be able to lay six points in the spot. I think that's, that you've got a good chance of being able to see St. Louis be able to pull off the outright win. Also keep in mind, St. Louis wanted playing against LSU, another Pac-12 team. They were able to get the outright win last year. And this is not the same St. Louis team that we've seen in past years. Gibson Jimerson has been able to get the team 17 points per game. St. Louis as a collective, one of the better three-point shooting teams at all of college basketball, 38.7%. And we all recall St. Louis a few years ago, terrible at the free throw line. They are now shooting as a collective 75.9% at the free throw line. And they've also got a guy down low in Francis Okoro, big in his career at Oregon. He's able to give the team seven rebounds per game. We're going to dive a little bit more into this game. I'll refresh for you guys my New York Post play of the day as well and just give you what I like in college basketball in the final segment right here of the Greg Peterson Experience. And that's right on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Save 50% off a VSN all access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to in depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every single game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits, showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today, and you also get our daily best bets email, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new college bowl betting guide as well, covering every single bowl game, and you get all this for $39. That is at beeson.com slash subscribe, as it is the final segment right here of the Great Peterson Experience, but have no fear. We've got you covered with everything with regards to VSIN here today. We're going to have you just all set with regards to all these bowl games with shows like with shows like Point Spread Weekly. I know that the Green Zone always comes up, betting across America. list goes on and on. So wall-to-wall coverage here on VSIN. So I have no fear. I'm just getting everything all warmed up here, and I'm very happy to do so. And let's get warmed up with a game that I think is going to be very intriguing out there in college basketball as well. Just going to give you guys what I like on the card for today, but when it comes down to that, I've got to give you guys my near post play today. As that is going to be this Hofstra versus Arkansas game. When it comes to Arkansas, they're finding them right around an 11-point favorite in a lot of spots. Total on this game, you're going to be finding it just varying a little bit, anywhere between a 156 or a 156.5. And it is a spot in which I do like Hofstra getting the points. That is going to be the New York Post play of the day. They're going up against an Arkansas team that is allowing over 42% of their points from three-point range. This is a Hofstra team that they do a good job of being able to pump it in from three-point range. So I think that this is a textbook really bad matchup. But Arkansas, they themselves only shoot right around 28.6% from three-point range. You've got a guy in Jalen Ray that shoots 45% from three-point range for this Hofstra team, the Pride. 
They rank in the top 40 in all of college basketball with regards to the percentage of their points that wind up coming from threes. Now, Hofstra does not get to the free throw line. They are pretty much dead last in the country with regards to free throw shooting attempts per game, and Arkansas should be able to win the battle down, though. I do like what you've been able to get out of Jalen Williams. He's been able to give the team six half points, eight rebounds, and has been able to double out right around four assists per game, but I do think that Hofstra is going to be able to do a nice job of being able to exploit the main weakness of Arkansas. Arkansas, when they've had step-up games, they haven't necessarily done the best in them. We, we wound up seeing them get exposed by Oklahoma a few days ago. Now, when it comes to the solve, I set it out of 151 personally. So I do like the under in this spot. I do think that Hofstra is going to be able to slow things out a little bit more. I do think that you're going to see a little bit of sloppier offense in this game as well. I think that you're going to see a bunch of teams that they wind up going one and done pretty much on their possession. So I take a look at this spot and I'm going to be taking a look at the under both Hofstra made them a seven point underdog here at 11 certainly going to be willing to take the points and 7-11 we're always open to giving you some good production there and then we were wrapping up with St. Louis versus Auburn and when it comes to St. Louis I'm going to be taking a look at them outright on the money line personally I want to make them the favorite in this game I was explaining the fact that you've got a St. Louis team that's out shooting 75.9 percent at the free throw line on the other side but when it comes to Auburn as well They've still been without Alan Flanagan, their top scorer from last season. And when it comes to Auburn as well, you do have Jabari Smith. And Jabari Smith has been tremendous for this team. A guy that's able to give you 17 points per game. A guy that's able to chip in their seven assists. He's probably going to be a lottery pick in the NBA draft if I were to guess. But when it comes to Auburn as well, you do have a guy, Walker Kessler, I think is going to be a little bit mitigated by Francis Okoro. Both of these guys give their respective teams right around six half to seven rebounds per game with Auburn. They have been able to do a good job of being able to mix and match out there in the backcourt. KD Johnson along with Wendell Green are combining for 25 and a half points per game. Green has been the main facilitator with four and a half assists per game. And you do have an Auburn team that they generate right around 10 steals per game. But the real X factor for this St. Louis team, Yuri Collins. Collins has been able to give out right around eight assists per game. Now, he turns the ball over right around three and a half times per game himself, but he also winds up generating some steals. He's been able to give the team 2.2 per contest, a guy that is now scoring right around 10 points per game. And his first two years on campus was a little bit more of a liability on offense. So I do think that St. Louis gets it done here on the money line. And when it comes to the total, I think that it's an intriguing one because you've got an Auburn team that they play very up-tempo in St. Louis. They've always been known as a little bit more of a defense-oriented team with all their big men that they had back in the day with guys like Hassan French and company, but they're now a little bit more guard-oriented. So I wound up saying this total at 153.5 as well. So I'm going to be taking a look at the over in this spot. When it comes to the college basketball betting board, I do think that one that is going to be coming up towards the, I guess you could call late morning, early afternoon, that I feel like bookmakers are off on. That would be 625-626. You've got Austin P taking on Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is finding themselves as high as a 15-point favorite in some spots. And your total on this game, you're finding it at right around a 134 to a 135. And this is 625 to 626 on the betting board, by the way. But I mean, when it comes to Vanderbilt, this is a team that is not impressing me very much. Now, it seems like they're going to be getting a little bit healthier. They've been dealing with Rodney Chapman and Liam Robbins being out of the fold for the entirety of the season for this team. They are getting closer to returning for this Vanderbilt team. You might actually wind up getting at minimum one of them back in this game, but even if you do, you got an Austin team, P team that has went on the road and they were able to get a outright win against Dayton earlier this season, so they were able to do a great job there. And then when it comes to what you're able to get out of the low post play of this team, Elijah 
Hartfield has been able to do a terrific job for the team. He's been able to give the team right around eight and a half rebounds per game. And you've got a Vanderbilt team that they're not necessarily doing the world's greatest job down low. Miles Sute has been able to give you right around nine points per game. So he's been able to hold up there. And then you do have Scotty Pippen Jr. with regards to free throws attempted on a per game basis over the last two years. He's been one of the top players in all of college basketball. But I do think that Vanderbilt is going to be able to do a terrific job on the glass in this game with Hutchins Hart with Hutchins Everett being able to give you those seven and a half rebounds game. And then you do have an Oregon State transfer by the name of Tariq Silver. He's been able to give the team 14 points, right around three assists per game, shooting 44% from three-point range. And you take a look at Austin P. And they've been able to do a relatively solid job for three-point range. So that's going to put a little bit more pressure on Jordan Wright and his 13 points, six and a half rebounds per game to be able to bury a couple of triples. But when it comes to Governators, they've been able to shoot 36% from three-point range, right around 13 and a half turnovers per game. But I do like what you're able to get out of Camp Copeland as well. He's been able to shoot about 89% the free throw line, 31.5% from three. And that's a big thing for Austin P. Among their top six scores, you've got four of them shooting over 86% at the free throw line. Actually, five out of their top seven. So that makes it all the better. Now, when it comes to facilitation, You've got Carlos Paez, who's able to give you right around four assists and only turns the ball over right around a time and a half per game as well. So they've been able to dial in. And Alec Woodard has been a little bit of an X factor, a guy that wanted missing the first few games of the season. He's seen action in the last three and has been able to average right around five points per game since returning. He wound up having six rebounds in their loss against South Florida as well. So he might be a little bit of an asset for this awesome PT moving forward. And Vanderbilt, and you've really got three, maybe four solid scores, and that's about it because of all the injuries that this team has been dealing with. So a short-handed Vanderbilt team is not a team that I necessarily want a part of. So I'm going to be taking a look at Austin P, especially now that they're catching 15 points, as I want to make in this line more around an 8 personally. At 134.5, I'd be looking to shop around here a little bit. I want up setting my total right there. This one opened up at 135.5. I like the under there, but we are seeing quite a few of these books dipping this total a little bit further downward. So you want to be taking a look at what all is being offered there. And then with another team that's a little bit of an underdog that's going to be playing a bit earlier that I do like, that would be Kelsey Bakersfield taking on Colorado. Colorado is finding themselves a 13-point favorite with your total 127. This is 619-620 on the betting board. And when it comes to this Bakersfield team, they've actually been playing some very good basketball recently. I feel like they got dogged a little bit because they wound up having a bad loss early on in the season to UCLA. But, I mean, let's call it what it is. UCLA is going to be blowing out a lot of teams this season. And then you take a look at Colorado, a team that has scored 65 points or fewer and out of their last six games against D1 competition, Five of them, or I should say, games have not gone to overtime. So games have ended in regulation. And when it comes to Bakersfield, this is a team that they play at one of the slower styles in all of college basketball, a team that very much embraces the whole being greater than the sum of its parts as you don't have a single guy that's giving you more than 10 points per game, but you've got four different guys that give you at least nine. Someone like a Justin Elder Davis has been able to do a nice job of stuff in the stat sheet. Nine points, five rebounds per game. This is a team in which they do a good job of being able to rebound by a committee because you don't have a single guy on this team that really averages more than five rebounds per game, but yet they're out-rebounding their opponents by nearly six boards per game, so they've been able to do a nice job there. And for Colorado, this is a bunch that has been very bad from three-point range recently. In the team's last six games, they're shooting sub-28% from three-point range. You've been able to have Jabari Walker be able to give you right around 16-ish points per game. And I will say, 
And then Maddie has shot relatively soft from three-point range. He's been able to pump in there 14 points, right around five rebounds per game. But when it comes to Colorado, not necessarily a dominant team on the glass. You've got a roadrunner team that they themselves are able to do a very good job of being able to just guard the inside as well as opponents made twos is where they really excel because opponents are making 12 shots from inside the arc on them per game. That is number one out of 358 teams in all of college basketball. Now they are going to give up their free throws, but I do think that this is a Cal State Bakersfield field team. That's a little bit of a bad matchup for Colorado. I take a look at this spot. I don't know why Colorado is necessarily playing 13. This is far from the same team from last year. You tell that they're badly missing McKinley right the fourth. This is a game that I line myself more on nine. And I think that both of these teams are going to continue to struggle on offense. Set this all at 125. So I'm going to be taking a look at the under. But one thing that I'm always going to be taking the over on is getting more content here on VSIN. We've got you covered all day right here on the Sports Bank Network. And that would be VSIN. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.